Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. The 2016-17 school year is almost over and we're sending good thoughts to everyone who has to deal with finals and juries coming up. Hopefully a little Diction Policing will get you in the mood to study. In episode 94, Jason Nadecki discusses Where Air You Walk, one of the most famous arias from Handel's Semele, concentrating a lot on the different forms that the R can take. There are two versions of this episode the full video tutorial, or the audio version for people who prefer to listen to podcasts while they're out and about. For more information about today's contributor, Jason Nadecki, or for the accompanying PDF of this text, which includes an IPA transcription along with the poetic and word-for-word -word translations into German or French, please visit www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. The aria Where'er You Walk is from Semele, a musical drama by Handel, to a text by William Congreve. Music historians do not consider this an opera, as I found out to my detriment when I turned in a paper on it in opera history back in grad school, but rather they classify it as an oratorio. It was presented first for the Lenten season, in spite of the secular text and definitely non-religious storyline. This aria is sung by Jupiter, describing the paradise that Semele's sister will be transported to. Where'er you walk, cool gales shall fan the glade. Trees where you sit, shall crowd into a shade where'er you tread the blushing flowers shall rise and all things flourish where'er you turn your eyes the one overriding topic that we have to discuss with where'er you walk is this linking our and how we want to approach it, because we have this in pretty much every line of the text. Yes, it's a choice. The singer, the tenor, can opt for with this linking R at some points, and then maybe later, you walk, so that it could be linking R or just released with a, a glottal on the next without the R. Yeah. It's an absolute choice, and it can be very expressive in the different settings throughout the, the piece. It can be an expressive tool if he opts to make the linking R. Same with your eyes at the end we were looking at together. Where you turn your eyes or your eyes. You know, if you link together with the linking R, it can be a linked legato phrase. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a point of having it more articulated without it. Uh, uh, without a linking R. Exactly. Talk us through this because there's a lot going on here. First of all, yeah. in where we have the the upside down W, which I like to say way too much of. <laughs> <laughs> the upside down w, w, yeah, it's just the unvoiced glide where. Yeah. So it should be subtle, I always say. Not too much wind in that where. It, try to think of it just as an unvoiced glide and not an H before a W. Yeah, so not hua. Yeah. 
So kind of like how uh, in Italian or in, in French, uh, this, this sound is a, like a compression of n and y and has a little bit of a different placement so we don't have two sounds. This is a similar thing to that. You could think of it not as w, but sticking them together into yeah, it's the unvoiced version of the W, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then we're going to the open epsilon E, followed by a schwa that's really replacing the R, right? Because we don't want to say where. We don't want to head for the right. rhotic R. We don't have the rhotic schwa there, no er, so not where, but where. Right, so that R reduces to schwa and creates a diphthong. Where? And oddly enough, this word er, which is short for ever, mm -hmm. is the exact same vowels then. Yes, where er you walk. So they should where really rhyme. They should rhyme, yes. Yeah. And then the choice is whether or not to put a flipped R, but we need all of those others all of those other vowels and sounds around it, right? Yes, and it, I know it looks like a lot. Um, to simplify things, if you were to do the, the linking R, I'd say minimize the first schwa. So you would have where, just give a bit of opening into the R, where, but you don't need to do where, like making a new syllable or something. It can be very, very subtle. Well, even the second one doesn't have to be A-R. No, that's right. Just open a bit from the the air, and it will be enough. Where you walk. Yeah, it's just a tiny bit. Yes. So when we have where you turn, and then we have your eyes, but again, we have that little schwa. Yes, your eyes. Mm -hmm. If we choose not to do the linking R, what do we actually say then? Then you would have the J glide, the open O, and the schwa. Your eyes. So we just and skip the R. Yeah, the R reduces to schwa. Whether oh. it links on and is pronounced as a consonant or just left, it, it still reduces to schwa. And if we do the glottal, then we don't want to flip the R. Right. Okay. You can't have your eyes, which you hear a lot of people trying, actually, it must be said. Your eyes, that immediately makes it rhotic. And because it tends to be flipped with this style, it sounds kind of Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes, you know, your, to finish a word like that. Yeah. It's not English meaning from England to finish a word that way, not not that southern English, that RP that we is the accent we're talking about. Your eyes. Exactly. That's how we're starting and ending it, because those are the words okay. that we hear most often in the piece. But there's a lot of other yes. little subtleties going on in this, like where where you walk as opposed to walk. Right. So that A-L rounds in uh, RP in British English to walk. And it sings nicely, especially because you come out of you and wo, both of which have the forward lips, you walk. And it stays rounded in cool, 
which yeah. can sound really, really refreshing if you use that aspirated k and and a, a great ooh vowel, of course, that, that is very almost onomatopoeic, the way we feel refreshed in the ooh. And what will help even more is if you stay with the forward L that we've been talking about, cool. As not opposed cool. to the swallowed cool. Yeah, cool. I'm not refreshed. <laughs> cool gales shall. All three have that forward L. Yes, and then we have that a vowel, the A-E phonetic letter. Yes, shall fan back to back. That's right. And we really do sing that, right? It's not something that gets lost if we're trying to sing like no, British pronunciation. No, those those don't shift to shalfan or anything else. That's very artificial to do that. That should should be nice and bright. Cool gales shall fan the glade. Yeah. Now, if you happen to have an accent where the the cat vowel becomes shall fan or something, then you'll need to temper it. But it should not become shalfan or anything else. Right. In the second verse, we have the word. Flowers set on one Flowers. note. Yes. So we need to make the triphthong happen smoothly on one note. We're, we're not interpreting this as flowers, obviously. The blushing flowers. Flowers. So we almost skip the schwa. Almost. It's just a tiny almost. little thing, maybe. Uh, it should sound a bit different from flowers. Flowers. It's there a bit. If it weren't, it would um, it would it would sound a bit different. Yeah. Know, as as evidenced there with the way I said flowers, flowers, yeah. flowers. There's just something in there that we give a little nod to the u and the uh. <laughs> <laughs> Albeit it's it's very minimal, but it's there. Yeah. Exactly. And we're not looking for that sort of the schwa with that little funky, how do I say it, like the little the, R hook on it. Yeah, the rhotic symbol, the, ro the rhotic schwa that goes R. No, no, that would be uh, a rhotic pronunciation, a North American pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. And the next line, we have two words that make a shift. As we saw with walk, we also have all with the open O. All, yes. And all, yep, things flourish. And this is the other one, because I would say flourish with an O. Yeah, I would too. This is a subtle vowel shift that's very real and uh, pretty systematic before R, where we have er, or er, <laughs> where the Brits have a. So we can think of words like, well, here we have flourish. One that we see a lot in the text is Hurry, hurry, nourish, hurricane. <laughs> Not her, but ha. Yeah. Yeah, this upside down V. So a little shift, but um, it, it sounds right. And all things flourish instead of flourish. Yeah, it's a slightly more open sound. It, it heads towards an, like, but. It heads towards that uh vowel almost. Yes, flourish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about the end of the triphthong flowers, 
but I also wanted to make sure to talk about the primary vowel. In general, in English, when we say a plain old ah, it's usually the dark ah, as in father. But this only applies when the ah sound stands alone. As part of a diphthong or triphthong, suddenly we find the bright ah in English. In flowers, crowd, and eyes, be sure that the ah sound is nice and bright. In the diphthong a, we find the closed lowercase e as the primary vowel to the open capital I. Most foreigners and a lot of native speakers try to sing this primary vowel too open, which ends up throwing the focus of the vowels out of alignment. So when saying gales, glade, and shade, be sure that the primary vowel of this diphthong is not an open one, but the closed lowercase e. The letter L can be problematic, because as English speakers, we do tend to involve the back of the tongue in it. When singing in English, however, we should always try to use the Italianate L, meaning just form it with the tip of the tongue and not the back of it, L. This seems easier in words like gales, shall, blushing, and flourish, where the vowels are forward or the consonants are spoken with the lips and the teeth. With words like cool and all, since these vowels are slightly further back, the tendency is to involve the back of the tongue by accident, so these are words to keep an eye on. One rule about R's that we didn't touch on in the interview was the case of TR. Since this text is from the 18th century, we have the license to flip or roll the R's, except when it follows a T or a D. Trees where you live and where'er you tread. We don't want to roll these R's, trees, tread, nor do we want to do the colloquial CH sound, trees, tread, but rather we use a phonetic T and the bird R sound, tr. Just be sure to keep it round and not too errish. It doesn't need to be a long consonant to get the flavor of it. And we definitely don't want to shut down the space in the mouth to make this R consonant. Think instead of saying tr, tr, rather than tr. Think of keeping the tongue and the soft palate as far apart as you can when you say r, so that the mouth can keep some space in it. Trees. Tread. Where are you? Cool gales shall fan the glade. Trees where you sit shall crowd into a shade. Where you tread the blushing flowers shall rise. And all things flourish where you turn your eyes. This interview with Jason Nadecki was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. The accompanying phonetic transcription is by Ellen Rissinger and Jason Nadecki. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit a production of Singing Diction GBR.